Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The Square Ball Podcast. And we're up and running with this week's propaganda. Welcome to the show. Brought to you in association with... Levi Solicitors. Look at you! You're yeah. all giddy at you because we won at the weekend. It's good. feels good, doesn't it? It does feel good. Do the sell. Don't need a will because I'm going to live forever. <laughs> no, it's not true, actually. Do get a will. Get it from Levi Solicitors. Yep. That's what I'd say. Well, what's the incentive? Give me an incentive. 10% off. Yep. Discount on your legal fees. LeviSolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Uh, don't let the, the crowd down. Will's probate and convincing. There you go. Will's probate. Thank you very much. Good night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, please do check out Levi Solicitors for your legal services. 10% discount on your legal fees on Will's Probate Convincing and all the other stuff such as, Michael? Oh, the business stuff, the personal stuff, yep. the dispute resolutions, the negligences. Mm, the employment law. The employment law. It's all there, isn't it? Yep. Under one roof. LeviSolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Propaganda then. This is the show where we find out what's been said in the football world. Um, we concentrate obviously heavily on Leeds United and particularly when we win yeah these are so easy to do when we win <laughs> aren't they so easy to do when we win should we start off with the uh, should we call it the fun and joy mix is that what we're going to bill it as yeah because everyone was delighted with that's that that's how bloody happy we are oh fucking hell get in I have waited so sodding long for that win last win I saw my dad were in fucking uh, maybe March under Gracia Ellen Road and I've been to so many fucking shit games and for so much I was to finally just win was unbelievable God we're good fucking brilliant are you watching Jesse Marsh that's what you get when you have a proper manager managing the team absolutely amazing we're playing football again it's wild that it's so easy apparently Daniel Farker brilliant wunderbar keep it up fucking root there Fuck me. It was there with a time on it. Just had to come out and produce yet again. Stroke. Oh, no, there's no point going on. Just fucking superb. I'm going to get drunk. No, I'm not. I'm going to get fucking bollocksed. That was just mega. That was that was just fun, entertaining. To see Rutter with a smile on his face, have a striker who could score goals. Playing teams off the park. I mean, the championship can be fun. Leeds can be fun. I've got a feeling Farker's building something in the atmosphere after the game, I think, kind of proved that. Like the Millwall game, it was just a day where everyone seemed to play well. Melier made that save at the end. Strout was tidy throughout. Kamara reminded me of Forshaw, just keeping things ticking over. Looked like a metronome. Jaden Anthony got his first goal. Joel Perot scored again. Dan James is just really fucking fast. But could Sam Byram on a free transfer turn out to be the best business we did 
all summer. He's just quality. He's somehow right-footed, but also left-footed. He rose like Van Dyke to head in. He just, he looks like a Premier League player. Just back of the room, Fede Gargle at the match. What a game. I'm, uh, I'm absolutely wrecked. So uh, I think I'll head back in the town and make it worse. Onwards and upwards. Let's do it again. So I don't want to put this out in the universe because the football gods are, are vengeful. But we have so much quality on the bench now that, that even with the anxiety of going in nil-nil at the break and thinking, oh, is this going to be one of those matches where we give up the goal in the 89th minute and lose one to nothing? And instead, it's, it's bringing Anthony off the bench and going up 3-0. We have the depth and the quality that when you look at what we have to fight against, that there's no reason to believe that we're going to concede points. And, and sure, we will at some point, but, but we're just good. You know how I felt about the game? Tens, tens, tens across the board. Dangerous words in there. Dangerous words. Leads can be fun. Can be fun. Can be. It was great fun. I had a really nice weekend. Did you enjoy it, Rob? I picked a bad game to miss, didn't I? Uh, and by bad game, I mean a great game. I did watch it back yesterday. But yeah, I was at York Races, so I missed all this fun, which is just oh an expensive way to get pissed, really. Although, <laughs> mm. well, to be fair, I didn't spend too much. I basically won back what I put in. Huh, not bad. So not too bad. Well, whereas I lost money, because obviously I did my standard £5 bet on uh, the opposition, didn't I, pretty much? Did you, Down the toilet. Did you put a bet on when Leeds went one up? Correct. Like <laughs> oh, I did another another two quid or something. What's wrong point. with you? You're going to lose money this year because we're going to get promoted. Do you know what? I can lose ten pound every week, and I'll be like solid, absolutely yeah. fine with that. Yeah, it's it's going to cost me. You know, well, how many games left? Quite a lot, forty something like that. Mm-hmm. If it cost me four hundred quid to see us go up, perfect. I'm, I'm more than okay with that. Okay. Would if you I... pay four hundred quid to see us go up? Um. I'd rather pay nothing and see his yeah, goal, I mean, which, which is probably what I'm going to do. I was going to say, how much is your season ticket, though? You sort of do pay. <laughs> yeah. Well, upwards of that. I do, yeah, I do that, feel like... That's in, the entry thing, yeah. I sort of justify it to myself because I'm still on my 20-year one, so it feels free. Right. So it's, it's free for me to go to the Road every single week. It's the way I think of it. So I need to tax myself. Um, what did you make of it then, Rob? We were great. Again, just really, really good. Jorginho <laughs> Rutter. You know, I thought it'd be... He could have some use for us this season, but I really didn't see this coming, that he's mm. essentially Ronaldinho. It was um, piss-takingly good, I would say. <laughs> we do have some more clips of, of Rutter coming up, actually. A, is it a Rutter-loving, is it? A Rutter-loving. This, is this one. clip number two that we've got here? Let's um, Should we dive into this then? Because he, I don't know, I, I felt joy by proxy, I think, through Jorginho Rutter, just seeing how happy he was over the weekend. And I think everybody's pretty happy with him. Hey, yo, Scott White, the Kentucky Yorkshireman. Hooray, wee, wee, wee. Three nil. Love it. All right. Listen to the match ball. Dan, you're lucky that Moscow corrected the record because Ruter has nothing to be redeemed about. All that crap, all that noise, all that stick, all that just anger and frustration that's been leveled at Orta for the signing when that's not what we needed spilled over entirely onto Rudder. Ruder, and he undeservedly got all kinds of crap and stick over it. It's time for you two boys, Dan and Michael, to apologize for all the crap you've been giving Ruder. I just knew Retail would come good this year. I, I know it's a drop down from the Premier League, and I know we paid like a, a massive fee for him, but that's not his fault. He, he's super young, came into a complete basket case of a situation um, when he joined the club. 
And he just maybe needed a bit of structure and a bit of love, a bit of support around him rather than all of these players who uh, didn't really care if we stayed up or not and wanted to leave. And it was probably a very toxic environment for a young player to develop. And I just think he needed to be put in a good structure and a good situation. And I think he is going to be our best player, apart from Ampadu, who's been amazing as well. So I've had 24 hours to soberly and calmly reflect upon Saturday's game. And I just wanted to say that aside from being the obvious choice, the hero of the week and a future Ballon d'Or winner, is it just me? Or is Georgie Ruter the sweetest little bean who has ever put on football boots? Just regarding Ruter's celebrations, it obviously had been explained to him that Rutter is a stag, what stags do when they're, they're fighting each other, when they're trying to mate. And I reckon the lads have had a word with him and he's found that he's realised what it is and he's used that as a as his new goal celebration, which is genius. I love him. Never thought of that. I don't either. He didn't do it this weekend. That was post Millwall, I think. Yeah. Was he doing his, was he mm. doing his, his, we did, his we, stag? We got a lot with Millwall, didn't we? We got the, we got the stag and we got the, the tennis slash water polo, whatever it was. But, uh, we need to, I mean, it's all taking a serious turn. It's a shame, isn't it? Because Scott White, the Kentucky Yorkshireman, I don't know if he's been sat on his porch, firing his shotgun into the air, drinking his bourbon in Kentucky, just imagining things that we've said. Because we haven't ever done dirty on Ruta, have we, me and you? Like, I I, I just, I think, I think so. he, he was the, he's a, clearly a good player. I always said there's a player in there and actually took stick for saying that at the time. Um, oh, clearly a talented young man, but he was the wrong player at the time we needed a striker. I think Moscow, did Moscow touch on it maybe in his, um, in his match report? by saying that we might still be in the Premier League had we signed um, Joel Pirro instead of Rute. But mm. do you know what? I'm really glad we've got both of them now. Yeah, it's good fun, isn't it? Yeah. And I think with I think with Rute, I was always prepared to give him time because you don't really have any option, do you? Yeah. We just did overpay for him. And I still think, even now, seeing what he did at the weekend, we're still overpaid for him. Like, it's a hell of a fee. He, he ha- he's got an awful mm. lot to do to, to justify that sort of money because it was... A, a club record is... It's a huge thing. I suspect that part of the problem is that... If indeed it was a club record. Well, yeah, this is it. And I, I wonder if there was a little bit of posturing around the fee because I think the fee is somewhere... It's sub-25 that we paid for him. So when you frame it like that and you see that sort of end product, you go, well, mm-hmm. bloody hell, that's not a bad deal. But it'll rise to 35, whatever the incentives might be. But I think it, from a political point of view, it probably looks better for the club to say we've signed this guy on a club record fee, look, we've gone out and we spent the money in January, that like you were asking us to, and then it was just spent in the wrong area. I mean, because I don't want to ever fall back on what Sam Allardyce said, but he just, he, he saw a player who was completely shot of confidence and he didn't use him at all in that in that running and maybe he should have done, but that's a completely different discussion. But um, I'm just, I'm delighted for him and I always felt bad for him because young man, moving country, I'm not sure he if the story is to be believed that he, d- he didn't necessarily want to move in January, but it was too good a fee for like, Hoffenheim to turn down and stuff. So either way, it looks like it's working out for the best. And as was mentioned in the clips there, it's like just beautiful seeing his little happy face. And how happy everyone else is for him. Like you saw when you came off against, was it Millwall, where Joffe, even though like Rutter's been signed to take Joffe's place essentially, he was grinning his ear off and Joffe's just laughing his head off. I'm like, oh, it's great. He's having a great time. And then this weekend, I think it was Piro posting on Instagram about Rutter celebrating his goal. Mm. It's just a lot of fun. And I think it's not so much redemption, it's just finding out what he is. Because yeah. when we signed him, nobody really knew. He'd mm. not played a great deal of football. And then, you know, even this summer, Farker's coming in and said, told the board that 
he doesn't think he's a striker. He thinks he's probably a right winger. And then he's come into the team and it turns out he is a striker who just does bits of everything and is <laughs> a load of fun. And also the thing about um, Farker's quote at the weekend about, you know, he needs to be respectful to opponents and all that. But the key bit that got missed out of the reporting at the time was that he said, and he did that today. Because I, I just saw that quote and I was like, oh, that was such a killjoy. But then actually he was like, no, no, he was great. Yeah. <laughs> he did it perfectly well today. He didn't respect the opponents either. He left them all on their <laughs> ass, all trailing in his way. I mean, that hot dog as well, when he did the, the one in front of the away fans down by the uh, by the West Stand, just... But, but both the goals he... Just when he, he left the player on his ass, that's what I just really liked. Yeah, I mean... The, obviously he shamed, he, he, if he just shouted, sit down at him, I would have been even happier. <laughs> but his play on the other goals, obviously not the set-piece ones, but the other two, like there was, he was just so brilliant. The, the way he sidesteps people and uses his body to turn it and then has his pace to get away from people. It's um, It was joyous. And it's not... I thought it's not anything we saw him do last year. He tried it, but I think it was, it was in the midst of a, a club that was in turmoil. I dare say there was probably more going on behind the scenes than we ever will ever find out about. Mm. It just didn't... It felt like it was all wrong. And everybody who came in was devoid of confidence. And, you know, like the players hated playing at Ellen Road from what we gather. It just... Mm. You know, it, it all just felt wrong. So to transplant a 20-year-old kid into that situation, however old he was when he came in, on, with a massive fee, a certain amount of reluctance to move. And for whatever reason, he's just got his head straight. And now he can just go express himself. It's like he's found himself. And it's not a redemption arc, actually. The right is, that's the only words I could find, but it's the story arc is ace. From a kid who just looked completely lost to within a few months, just expressing himself like that. It's, it's just brilliant and I love it. And someone who was... I mean, you could say it was out of his depth in the Premier League. If he'd have dropped into Man City's team last year in the Premier League, he could have probably made some quite fun little cameo appearances. But somebody who looked out of his depth in the Premier League, if he can have a good season in the Championship, then you wouldn't bet against him doing well in the Premier League, would you, in future? It was just, yeah, as you say. But that's the difference, Michael. You've identified, everything, identified, you've, everything going against him. You've identified the difference there is that most of the teams, when they sign players, would like, for example, Brendan Aronson, I don't think he's a bad footballer per se. I think mm. there's, lo- there's, there's, loads of, there's loads of stuff that he needs to work on in his game. He needs to, be, he needs to work on his physicality, as the, uh, the Union Berlin, was it sporting director, said. He needs to be stronger, stop falling over. But there is an inherently talented player somewhere in there. You just need to do the right things to, to get it out of him. But he was just thrown in at the deep end. Another young kid, basically, um, much like Ruta. Whereas I think other clubs, if he'd gone to a, a different club, they would have phased him in over time, just used him sparingly, let him get used to the pace and what he can and can't do. And it feels like finally, like with like Ruter and a number of other players, are just finding out what the pace of the game is like in this country and what you can get away with. And all of a sudden, he's just found this ability to to start turning and, it on. And also, crucially, he's got a good manager telling him what to yeah, do. Exactly, which helps a big uh, goes a long way. It was Jamie Shackleton in his official Leeds United podcast appearance. He was saying, "Well, you know, I just go on a pitch and do what the manager tells me to do." And it's like it can be that simple, but you do have to have a good manager telling them good things to do in the first place, I guess. Just telling the goals in the middle. Yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> should we move on to some other clips then? Watford. Um, Watford presumably have had a lot to say. Are they upset? Are they happy? Are they sad? <laughs> I can guess. Um, they were mainly just a bit dejected and quite complimentary about us. Right. I mean, I saw I saw Watford fans after the beaters in the playoff and they seemed quite dejected after that, from what yeah. I recall. They were all a bit like, all right, yeah, it's good. Gone up. Yeah. Nice one. Whereas I think if we'd gone up, we probably would have destroyed our Cardiff. <laughs> yeah, they seem they seem to take it like in the stride in a very low key way. Did Watford fans I thought getting promoted? So we'll hear from WD18 first, which I'm guessing is <coughs> the postcode and not a um, a lubricant lub- product, a lubricant of some sort. Not quite as, as good as WD40. No, um, no, about half as good. Less viscous. Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But they're sponsored by they're sponsored by Mad Squirrel though. 
which did remind me if, if anyone's have anyone seen the Alistair Green clip of Mad of Punk Squirrel, where he's doing like a um a sort of a, a mock ad for a, a craft brewery with <laughs> one of the lines where he goes, I'm 43 <laughs> and does a face. <laughs> I was stuck with me anyway. But it's a real place in Watford apparently is is a mad squirrel. Uh, but they were having a little sad trudge back to their car in, in Holbeck up just over the motorway bridge as, the, as they're recording this one. Really difficult one today. Um, Leeds on the best teams in the league. But what we were just outclassed all over the shop. Jack, immediate thoughts? So upsetting. I, there was no clear game plan. We got played off the park. Didn't have the quality. Uh, I thought we looked all right at the start of the second half. Good changes. But as soon as we saw that first goal... Yeah, there's no coming back from that. It's never been the whole game. Yeah, uh, and it's concerning. Yeah, definitely. We were, I feel like Leeds just tactically just completely got us today. Morgan, do you think we should have set up any differently? Uh, no, I think it's a case of being beaten by the better team. It's always frustrating when it happens, but like, it is what it is. Uh, yeah. And, and, and it's a shame we've been by the better team. And I don't know what we could have done for them. I just thought Watford showed Leeds a bit too much respect. That is true, is that? Teams have been standing off us a lot or sitting deep, haven't they? I'm surprised by how that's become kind of so entrenched so early on this mm. season that considering we were in absolute shambles last year, we've come down and it's like opposition teams seem to think we're still like the swashbuckling Bielsa team. And then like Watford's manager after the game at the weekend was like, yeah, you know, we could have offered more. We didn't win any set pieces. And you think, is that what you're trying to do? Just mm. come here and win set pieces? <laughs> like, bloody hell. As good as Leeds are, these like the last three games... I just feel like we've played the same team every mm. every game. It's yeah. just, the championship is just so much of a muchness. I, I quite enjoy that we won 3-0 though and faced with the question of could we do anything different? I just went, probably not. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, normally after 3-0 you would be picking into stuff, wouldn't you? would be going, oh well, we didn't press high enough We or we, we pressed too high or we should have started with a wing-backs to combat this and this. We just went, nah, just we were always going to lose. And it's a bit like the um, word in the clip from the Leeds fans at the start where it's like alright we're going to take these players off but we're going to put these ones on you know so instead of sitting back and trying to preserve a 1-0 or 2-0 you stick Jaden Anthony on and go get a, like a second and then a third he was good was Anthony actually it was a nice little cameo appearance he didn't say nearly scored didn't he ahead of the one he did score and also I, I can't remember who it was pointing it out online as well but if you sort of squinted a bit you could fully imagine his goal was Jermaine Beckford right yeah the way <laughs> they finished it yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, cut, the cut inside and then out again and then the, the curl into the bottom corner and just the just the way it's sort of similar height and build and everything as well. It's, uh, yeah, I, I was quite enjoying the What's hilarious the is, is it that we are all thinking as well, and then Phil even mentioned it on the show on Monday, like, yeah, we've got the better deal out of this than the Sinister thing. <laughs> we've, we've all quietly formed that opinion, but we don't want to vocalise it too much, or we are saying it and we don't 100% mean it just yet, because that's just how football works. We're right, you're wrong. I, I think he's probably not as good a footballer, but there is that thing that you just fully expect to hear that Sinister is out for two and a half months, two and a half, three months with a... Expect or hope? He's done... Well, <laughs> I'd hope it's longer than two or three months, to be honest. Full season would do for me. But yeah, he's like, he didn't play a lot, did he, last year? So And the strength on the bench, I actually just looked, um, as someone mentioned it in the Leeds mega mix, at our bench the last time, like at the start of the season when we went up under Bielsa and the bench was... The options there were Alioski, Costa, Davis, Bogus, Clark and Gotts. Mm-hmm. I think the bench now is stronger Costa, than that. Costa can't even get on our bench right now. He can't. Doesn't even know where he is, in fact. We had mentioned uh, Costa to Phil and he was uh, he was unsure, actually. They expected him to go to either Saudi or maybe even Turkey or something like that. But just went, uh, nah. Yeah. Stay. I'm, so getting, I'm getting, still getting paid, you know. He's pottering around at Thorpe Arch on his own at the minute, so... Strange existence. Maybe, I, I, was, I said to Phil, do you think maybe there's a 
a mutual termination about to happen or does he just sit and wait until January now like training on his own for several months you get the feeling that he'll probably try to maybe seek a termination or something I don't know can we not just like make him play left back in the 21s or something at least get some use out mm. of him and keep him fit but I guess I guess if Falk has been like nah he doesn't he doesn't want to be here I don't want him around send him away he, may, he probably thought playing hardball with him would um, result in him finding a move <laughs> but instead he's just gone it's fine, isn't it? Well, I can just get paid and do nothing. I'll just run, yeah. run, around, run around in Weatherby on my own. Yeah. Um, where are we going next, Michael? Yuans. Yuans, yep. We had this guy on, uh, you might remember him from last time. If you don't remember him when Marsh beat Hodgson, you'll remember him from his intro because it sounds like this. I quite like that. <laughs> Bit weird. Weird. He didn't actually see most of this game because he was trying to watch it on I follow Watford's thing. You know, one of the ones that you can yeah you can buy or watch. Well, it I mean, on even all. even if the clubs repackage it, it's still the I follow service, isn't it? It's all distributed centrally by the EFL. So well, yeah, I, I think you know people... leads Leeds then stick their our own commentary over the top, which is a couple of seconds ahead as well, which is great. Yeah, and they haven't yet fixed that one. Oh, they just broadcast it on YouTube accidentally. For a they bit, did do that one. Yeah, I think about you know like the the ten pound match fee as well. People grumbling about that. I think that's the standard across the EFL, isn't it? They all have to agree the same price. So, like, one club can't sell it cheaper than another one, for example. Because, mm. like, if Leeds and Watford sold it for different prices, let's say, then everyone would just buy the cheaper one, wouldn't they? And not put the money back into their own club. So, anyway, that's a discussion for another day, Michael. What's in this one? Didn't see it, did he? Oh. But the bit he did see, thought we were good. They were shit. 3 0 Leeds, then, and it was really not a scoreline that they didn't deserve. They certainly deserved to win this game off the bounce of what I saw in the second half of the game. And John Marks, who was doing the Hive Life commentary when I was able to get that commentary, actually said when it was 2 0 that the 2 0 scoreline certainly was something that probably didn't represent how dominant Leeds were in the game. So, really, that's all you really need to know. I haven't heard a word he said that. I'm listening to his accent. It's, it's, a, weird, it's a weird voice, isn't it? There's almost moments of uh, yeah, hints of Australia, America. Is it New Zealand? It's a bit of South Africa. It's hard to know. It must be tra- well-travelled. He sounds a little bit like when, it, obviously it's a speaking version of it, but you know when you an English singer has been in America for a while yeah. and they start... Like Harry Styles. They start doing a strange transatlantic sort yeah. of drawl about him. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that was him. Um <laughs> <laughs> I do like I do like the name Hive Live, by the way. I think that's a good that name for good. it. Yeah. That is good. That is clever. Yeah. Um, shall we hear from... who? Are, do not scratch your eyes. Yeah. Good advice, by the way. Yes. It was, it's from the commentary of when they scored that goal against Leicester. Particularly if you've, got, if you've got hay fever. Do mm. not scratch your eyes. Oh, just generally. Yeah. Very delicate, your eyes, aren't they? Yeah. But I did, uh, I did a mega mix because they had... This was about a two-hour long thing with various callers and stuff, so... Did you listen to it all? I did, yeah. Really? Slog. Actually, he's actually dedicated to his job. It's right, Slog. Yeah. There's loads of Watford stuff out there. Same with Millwall stuff. I've been surprised by some of these. Can I just say? Poxy Championship bastards. Proud of you. Thanks very much. I think it's probably fair to say the high point has been Daniel Backman's individual performance today because 3-0 was the least that Leeds earned from that game and warranted. It was the kind of performance from us and the dominance from themselves because we were so... Inside ourselves, we were so incredibly insipid. That could have been a 7 or an 8-0, and you'd be looking at that and be finding it hard to argue. The fact that they scored the, the the third in the final knockings, as I say, really is the least that they deserved out of that. They're probably the best team we've faced this season so mm. far. 
aren't they, by far? They're just a cut above. And yeah, we didn't offer much in return. Like you've, you've said in your introduction there, Backman, really good in the first half. Any other goalkeeper in goal there, we probably would have been on the end of a 6 or 7 nil loss. I think we shoot ourselves in the foot sometimes. I just, yeah, it's, it was one of those games that... The first half, we were under the cosh. The second half, after we'd made the change, we looked as though we'd improved slightly, but it all just fell apart, didn't it? And the defending is just awful. So I'm not going to take too much from that game because we've just played one of the best teams in the league, I think, uh, and they showed us that. For me, it was that Jorginho fella today. Yeah, up front. Is absolutely everything that we need. And that third goal is taking what, halfway into, or halfway from their half, beating two or three players and then play the ball into someone that's moving. We've got none of that in our side. I think Ampadu is a quality yeah. player who should be playing in the Premier League. I think he's better than the, the player that plays in a similar position that they sold to Manchester City. He is a quality act. Totally overrunning midfield. I agreed with the changes at half-time because Conan's having an absolute mare. And yeah, second half for a little while, for the first 10, we've maybe created a little bit more, but then they came at us again and yeah, 3 nil doesn't flatter them. And the Daniel Backman knockers out there, without him, I think we could have lost six or seven. All fair. Couple of points to pick up on. Jorginho Ruta, if you want him, yours for... Well, we bought him for 35 million. What we're saying, 50 now? Double, double yeah. it. Yep, 70 million pounds. Nice words for Ampadu as well, which is, um, there's an increasing growing body of evidence that he's bloody good. Yeah, I must admit, I heard him say that and I thought, oh, steady on now. But then I thought, actually, yeah, probably. I mean, he's well, playing, whether or not he can do it, we've obviously seen Calvin do it in the Premier League. I was going to say, for, he's got that physicality and he's got the Premier League experience. And for they? England, yeah. but in the Championship, I think Ampadu is playing as well as Calvin did when we were in the Championship mm. last I think comparing him to Adams as well. Like, I liked mm. Tyler Adams. I was a Tyler Adams fan until he turned out to be a shitbag. But mm. he, like Ampadu, does all the tackling. But then he seems to be better on the ball as well. Yeah, he's got a good range of passing, hasn't he? Mm. Yeah. But on, um, on Watford's defending, did you see he was playing right back for them? Do you know what? I've discovered this. Yes. <laughs> I have since discovered this because they, one of the, only because one of the, the podcasts I was listening to had an interview with his dad. Yes. Go on. Um, then. His dad is, I can't remember well, his name. He's, he's called Ryan Andrews. Do you know who his dad is? Wayne Andrews? Yes, correct. Indeed. Oh, really? And I wrote a blog about Wayne Andrews and Matt DeVries last year, and there was an interview with uh, Wayne Andrews' son, Ryan, talking about watching his dad play. And he's like, yeah, it's all right. The quality's not there, though. But watching, <laughs> the quality's not yeah, there, though. But watching Ryan at the weekend, I think um, those in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. <laughs> Have you seen Wayne Andrews now, by the way? He's on Instagram. <laughs> he's, doing, he's he's in great shape. Yeah, for a man like in his late forties or whatever he is. Yeah, yeah, it looks well. How old is he? He's doing like he's doing personal training and stuff. But right. he's um, that'll do it. Yeah, if, if that's your job, being fit, then that's, you know yeah, you can just stand at the side. Bielsa made everyone fit. He didn't have a six pack, did he? Yeah. Yeah. Just stand there telling other people to run. Wayne Andrews, footballer, is forty-five. So he would actually have been in the same school year as me. A very oh, very go. similar physique. I go on, get your shirt off. Come on, must <laughs> be having him, mate. I don't know. I don't know. Embarrassing. You've lost some weight recently, but I've seen Wayne Andrews on Instagram, and I, I'm, you know, lost some weight recently. Really two and a half stone. Love you now. Well, base off booked in with Wayne. Let's see, um, Mark DeVries now for comparison. <laughs> I think they might be slightly different. He, he's going to become my benchmark now. Is Wayne Andrews? I'm going to see how good he looks. Mm. 
same age as me, same school year. That's my goal. Have you seen Neil Shipperley? He's That's a bit more achievable. <laughs> I, think, I think I was heading that way. A footballer of a similar era. I would, I would go for that if you want something Neil a bit... Neil um... Shipperley. I thought you were going to mention something else about oh, Neil yeah, Shipperley. I yeah. I did, as I said it, I thought, yeah, don't do that either. Although we do have a van. I mean, it's... <laughs> it's, it's, it's I, you don't want to... Don't, do don't want to fat shame people. He's uh, he's been living his best life since he's retired. I think that's he's not. He hasn't. You, you've not looked at the news stories. I don't, I don't think that's what we should be shaming Neil Shipley about. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H E L P. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Well, we're on footballers who played in the 90s, actually, from from Do Not Scratch Your Eyes. There's a, a personal tale of woe from someone, one of them who was, uh, who was in Leeds for uni. I, I, I went to Union Leeds and then I stayed on there. And basically, uh, Majestic, if it's still open, because it's like Kudos, Destiny, all that, that place. And the reason why I knew about Majestic for the first time when I got to Leeds is because my first girlfriend, pretty much my first girlfriend, we had an argument. She went to Majestic, met Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank and slept with him. <laughs> so good. <laughs> so definitely don't go Majestic. That's a true story. Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank. And I never get to say it because no one really cares. But never like, it's failed. really relevant here today. He was very good at Leeds. He never failed to score. Anyway, enough of your old girlfriend. There Subject number go. three. Yay. Oh, wow. I did not expect that. I didn't either. No. Just for the that record break. as well, uh, what was the nightclub Majestic has now been turned into Channel 4's new headquarters in Leeds. Yeah. Just next to the train station. Yeah, as you come at the bottom of the station near the Queen's. Yeah, and it's a, it looks like a lovely building now. Probably the scene of less seedy goings-on than happened in the 90s. It's where the Bowyer and Woodgate incident it began started, as well, yeah, it? was the genesis point. For, yeah. I did, I did, before including this clip, I did I did check to see that Jimmy Hasselbank hasn't been happily married for 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he certainly met the current Mrs. Hassel, married the current Mrs. Hasselbank in 2012. Yeah. And his daughters all seem like young enough to have not been around at yeah. this, when he was in Leeds. <laughs> so I think it's fine. Jimmy, yep. if, if it's not fine... Shouldn't, no. shouldn't have done it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And you shouldn't have left Leeds. Yeah. More importantly, you Judas bastard. 
he could have stayed here and started a family with that young lady. Mm. Anyway. Instead, he just upset a Watford fan. Where next? Should we hear from someone who was there? Yes. But as a neutral. So this guy's a he's a Rangers fan who does those little away days at other clubs and stuff. Uh, LMC vlogs. Didn't actually talk very much, to be honest. He just showed some clips of Film inside stuff, the ground. Yeah. He, got, he showed his seat and he was in with the Watford fans, actually, because it's the only ticket he could get. But he had his broken seat. He had a, an 8 out of 10 peppered steak pie. So that was all right. Was that on the wall or was it in a, in a pie <laughs> container? It, was, it looked like it was all in his hand. Mm. Yeah, yeah, he might have scraped it off the wall. Yeah, potentially. Yeah. Just to cool it, I suppose. Yeah. It but um, yeah, he was... Um, <laughs> didn't say a great deal, but he did quite nicely capture the rocking all over the world chant from the, uh, from the away end. That is at you at Ellen Road. It has finished Leeds United 3, uh, Watford 0. Uh, good Leeds United display uh, in the second half. Watford weren't great at all. Uh, I think they had about one good chance. Other than that, they didn't really have any chances. Remember, I'm not a Watford fan, not a Leeds fan. Impartial for today, but what an experience coming to Ellen Road. Good, wasn't it? That's good. I do really like listening to songs. like You know when you've been in an away end? And then the home team score and the noise just buffets you from all directions. Mm. You go, oh, fuck off. <laughs> it's a little bit like that watching these clips, like experiencing that by proxy when you're in the away end and you hear the home end go nuts. But it's us. We know it's us. Although I think someone in the Watford end was joining in that, in that <laughs> chat because it, it gets really loud at one point yeah. when it goes... When well, did you not sing alternative words? No. I don't know. It sounds like they're just joining in. I'm yeah. guessing they didn't sell their allocation of the bottom tier as well no. that have been yeah. Leeds fans that was Leeds fans yeah, yeah. yeah. in fact it was it obviously doesn't come across on um, on audio but there were some some kids turning around and sticking two fingers up nice. on that, that sort of stuff which is, which is nice to see yeah. when, Hol- you got, when, you got, when you got the away fans near you, you yeah. can, it's great to turn around and go ah I think I've said before <laughs> but I was in that bit of the ground uh, for the Brighton game when Strout scored the last minute mm. equaliser and it was a really confusing experience because you didn't know whether to sort of face the pitch and cheer I'll turn around and go, fuck off. <laughs> Everyone was sort of stuck between the two. And fuck off, but we are possibly still going down. <laughs> yeah. But what matters is that bit just there, right? Where next then? Well, he went, actually. Yep. We've not got clips of this, but he, this, the guy who was at our game also went to Bramall Lane the day after, which, oh, was, wow. which was a treat for him. So he's seen some goals this weekend for the 8-0. So I was trying to find a Sheffield United watch along. In the end, I found only one of them and it was Sheffield United way and it's two Americans on it, which is a bit wow. weird for... Um, for a Sheffield United thing, so I don't think of them as being a... Maybe they're from Pittsburgh, Steel, Steelers, Sheffield Steelers, Steel, Steel. <laughs> Steel. Man of Steel, Superman. Okay. Batman. Meadow Hall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Says from just, Sheffield. Just free form association now with things that are from Sheffield, yeah. Ed um, Wilkinson. Yeah. Uh, Paul Beasley. Yeah. Should we stop now? Yeah, go on. Uh, Sheffield, I mean, like, it was hard not to, I said this like with the show with Phil on Monday and I do not believe we would have lost 8-0 to Newcastle obviously you can never prove it or disprove it but it did just make me think Premier League a little bit because we've been on the hands of on the other end of a couple of uh, pastings ourselves haven't we in the last couple of years which have not been fun but a 7-0 at, at Man City didn't we I was going to say we never reached 8 did we no. yeah and also Man City are legitimately probably the best team in the world and we had loads of injuries didn't we and 
it, it wasn't basically what I'm saying is when we lost seven it wasn't fair whereas this was yeah. fair <laughs> okay right then so talk <laughs> us through it, what we've got here and then. it was fair because of partly because of their manager but first, so let's uh, let's hear from Angus before we get going oh Angus okay I remember when we uh, we hired uh, Paul Heckingbottom and everybody you know told me it was a, it was a disgraceful decision a disgraceful hire and he was a low level coach and not befitting of Leeds United and yet two three years later he's getting you know Sheffield United promoted on a on a budget far less than we spent at Leeds United when we got promoted. How's that working out? So heck, he's good. It's going to get used a lot, that isn't it? This yeah. season, I think. Uh, <laughs> well, probably not because I think uh, he's out. Of, he's well, going to be yeah. out of a job, isn't he? We'll get at least one more go of it, won't we? I know the yeah. Moscow included it in his daily email yesterday as well. How <laughs> <laughs> He's going to get used a fair bit. A stick to beat a man with, right? <laughs> okay. So this obviously the the game didn't go particularly well for them, and we'll hear um, we'll hear from them on that in a minute. But this is actually before the game, and this right. is how miserable they were before a ball had been kicked. It, we're, we're climbing up a slippery slope that we can almost never get a foothold in. And it, it's just, that's what I feel like this is going to, this is what, match week six? So we have 32 more of these games left? I just can't no. wait until it's over. I just cannot wait until it's over. Yeah, well, we, we've got to try to enjoy the Premier League while we're in it. Obviously, the financial uh, side of things, it we we you want to get promoted. Like no no club will like turn down promotion. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that would be interesting if the championship let the like top teams. Oh, do you want to go to the Premier League? And they say, Nah, send someone else. Like yeah, right. that would be funny. Or like you know the seventeenth or eighteenth place team doesn't go down instead. Uh, something like that. It'd be interesting. I wonder how many teams would actually take that. Uh, imagine like just winning the championship every year. Oh, wouldn't that be fun? That'd be cool. <laughs> Uh, then you never go up. But uh, anyways, you know, that that's obviously not how it works. You want to get promoted. You want the money. You want the the brand exposure, the TV, you know, slots like this where, you know, you're playing when no one else in England is playing right now. Mm-hmm. If you want to watch football right now, this is the game you're watching. It echoes exactly Moscow's comments, doesn't it, about winning the league every year and not going up. And which I, mean, I mentioned that with Phil on Monday mm-hmm. that actually I, you get it, don't you now? Having seen it from both sides, like we stayed up when they went down. And actually, that's worth just sidelining into that for a second. I, I think on the day that Sheffield United were relegated, I tweeted something from our, the Square Ball account, something along the lines of see ya with a waving hand, goodbye. And then obviously people have bookmarked it, Sheffield United fans, who then threw it back at us. And fair enough. Absolutely fair enough. When we went down and they went up, swapping places, like, fair enough. Mm. And I just it's said, also, it's weird the way we've, we've kind of interacted with them, isn't it, over the years? Because they went up the year we didn't, then we went up, they had a good season, and we were up and they were down and... They got hecky and we had hecky and he, he, they were actually talking at one point during the game about the ridiculous cyclical nature of managers because basically they went up with Wilder, they went down, they got hecking bottom, they decided he wasn't good enough so they got Jukanovic, then he wasn't good enough so they got hecking bottom and now hecking bottom's not good enough so they're going to go back to Wilder and it's like the whole thing <laughs> have just come round yeah. in a complete circle. Football completely lacks any imagination, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. People just go, but just to close the thought out on the on the tweets, so obviously when we yeah when we went down and they went up, the bookmarks got thrown back in our face. And I just I remember replying to one account saying, "Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. You've 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 got us there. See you in twelve months to do it again, shall we?" And and they said probably, but you never know. And it's like yeah, we do, don't we? We we know. And I I couldn't even be angry. I felt, and I just felt a bit of pity. And obviously I went back into my own bookmarks. I thought, is now the time off the back of an eight nil? <laughs> I thought, do you know what? No, I'm just going to sit on this one. What what the bigger man? Yeah. <laughs> Needless to say, you had the last laugh I mean, to yourself. Hero is probably overstating it a little and bit. And then said it on the podcast so yeah. everyone else could hear it. So yeah, so now you know we were right. <laughs> anyway, 
Anyway, so this is this is the from the watch along. The first clip was a daft referee mistake. I don't know if you've seen it, but it very much Gordon handballs it basically. Yeah, and and the ball was very close to being out. It, but it was marginal. the ball was in. Yeah. But I think combined with the handball, you right, start thinking, you start thinking, oh, give us something here. Yeah. So this is this is the first goal. It falls we'll... into the that's not fair territory. Very much so. And now uh, I think the ball went out. It's one nil Newcastle. Yeah, I I thought the ball went out too. I um, yeah, that's that's something out of nothing there. Oh, and it hit his hand, and it went out of play. Yeah, they they're going to call this back. It bounced off Gordon's hand. It bounced out of play. Well, they they should, but they're not. It's going to stay one nil Newcastle. It, this is if they don't chop this. If they don't chop this goal off, the stream's going to end right now because I'm just going to hit end stream because there's there's no there is it hits his hand and the ball's over the line. That is clear as day. Not a goal. Yeah, a hundred percent. And they give it how even the handball. I am shocked. We're playing wow. football still, and it's one nothing. So it was the case that a handball in the build up to an, any sort of handball in the build up to a goal ruled it out, but that's not the case anymore. And how if it's not deliberate, then it doesn't get ruled out. Mm. Yeah. Oh, sometimes it does though. Yeah. I was going to say it was very. Uh, he took it all quite well to start with. Like the way the way you can see the goal and go, oh, something out of nothing. <laughs> it was almost <laughs> like they expected it. <laughs> they were. They were. Very much saying they were on top until this, right? Which is something he he doesn't particularly um, pull it off, but he's trying to kind of hark back to the early decisions when the like seventh goal's going, and you're like, well, well. we've all been there. <laughs> we just had that penalty earlier. I don't know if it's a bit of the Neil Warnock DNA in the in Sheffield United still that because he, he, we used to. How lose, did that get there? We used to lose. <laughs> we used to lose four 0 and he'd come out and blame the referee for giving yeah. them a corner that they scored from, and you'd be like, no, we didn't have any shots like at all, so. Maybe. He's changed the game. Yeah, he'd always give one of them. You'd be like, "Well, didn't change it. it. Just meant they scored at a slightly different point." I mean, I made the subs. I made the subs to try and change the game. Put took my mates off the bench. The ones who agreed to uh, play for me. Um, Shall we move on to the next clip? So this is just the goals going in all the way from two to eight. Oh. Um, and they're they're on. They've got obviously they're in, they're in separate rooms while this is going on. Uh, so they've got slightly different streams as well. So one of them is always knowing about the goals at a slightly <laughs> different time. Ball comes in, back post, 2-0. Yep. This one is all over Danny Byrne with the goal. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is all over. All right, kids. What do you guys want to talk about for the next 70 minutes? Oh, boy. We have got a long way to go. Newcastle free kick. You'll probably get another one. That's three. That's three. Uh, it's Botman with a goal. And... and again, from a free kick that shouldn't have been given. Yep. This game, if anything, is 1-0 Newcastle. In my mind. I, I'm going to sound real sour for the next 60 minutes. we are do a good hiding, aren't we? This one's going to be like 5 or 6 new. All right, Callum Wilson makes it 4. Yep. And it is 4. 5! High fives! Oh, it's the handball himself. Yeah. I can feel So maybe maybe we were always gonna lose this match, but <laughs> that first half should not have been three nothing. It no. should have been close. We should be in this game, and I think because of that, we've just let ourselves fall out of this. You know, you tell as it's six, no, it's six zero. Um you you we we knew everybody knew we were gonna suck coming into this season. And then it's like everybody's like, oh, Sakaki, he's terrible. The team's terrible. Like, we knew this was going to happen. Oh, it's seven now. 
seven. Hey, did we catch up? Are we on the same time? No, I'm still, I still am waiting. I'm still waiting right here. (laughs) I'm still waiting. Bang, there's seven. Oh, they they make it eight. Yeah, they did. Oh, yeah, eight. (laughs) Eight. Eight. I think it's their eighth different goal scorer, too. Yeah, it's Isak. We're talking about you and me, baby. Eight nil, baby. Eight nil's a, a little much. <laughs> I did enjoy how it went from that kind of low level anger and annoyance at certain decisions to by the end you're just singing. Yeah. So, so, oh, Callum Wilson Scott. Mm. I wanted to know where he was going when he started singing Phil Collins then as well. Mm. It didn't seem quite clear what he was going to do with that. Yeah, he did a, he did a few little songs through it. And there was that salt and pepper. Let's talk about sex we got at the yes. end there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, right. Now then, Michael, where do we go from 8 0? Should we have a bit of Chelsea fan TV? I think we should. Um, so, how are they getting on? <laughs> I did see that they've, um, I think of the last 35 games, they've averaged like 0. 0.8 eight yeah. points a game. It's not right? 0. 0.8. It would have get them relegated in any, any season in the Premier League. It's mad, isn't it? It's been a billion pounds. <laughs> I, <laughs> honestly, I would probably give up a kidney to watch them go down this season. Yeah, and going down as well with the eight-year contracts they've handed out to everybody. The F- which will not have any kind of relegation in fact release clause in it. Shall we all donate a kidney? <laughs> three kidneys. Does anybody yeah. need three kidneys? Um no. No. How many have you got? Uh two as far as I'm aware. Two, right, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, they come as they come in pairs generally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it'd be glorious. And we know that it's a complete paper tiger, the whole PNS FFP, as we've seen with the way that the Premier League has handled Everton. It's taken so long. They've done nothing so far. Chelsea have gone gone at this and in spectacular they've fashion, gone though. nuclear haven't they I think you know you know. there's a Wikipedia page for doing a Leeds mm. this would knock it into a cocktail <laughs> this would absolutely smash it out of the park wouldn't it because the EFL would be on them like flies on shit I mean presumably they'd have to just fold the club because they can't you, you can't afford to pay all those players mm. and an owner would have to go oh, fuck this shut it down <laughs> I'm not I'm not going to pay that I'll just leave and they can't mm. sell them because nobody knows who they are yeah, exactly. It's like, it's like there's a full-time tweet of like a graphic of one of their players. And I was like, genuinely no idea who that is. Yeah, I think it's like hundred million pounds. I feel like I'm into year ten of a champ manager mm. save, and it's all regens. And I'm like, oh, someone in the, there's someone who's worth eighty million pounds there. I've never never heard of them. But oh, it's Frank Messi. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of thing. But anyway, this is Chelsea fan TV. They're turning on Pochettino here anyway, and <laughs> as, they, as they rightly should. Yes, I'm really encouraging it as well because I'm listening to it going, yeah. Get on his back. Get right on his back. <laughs> Make it completely Get toxic. Sacked, and yeah. then you can bring Lampard back. Yeah. Or, be... or maybe, maybe Jesse, because, you know, the American link up there might work. Mm. Good shout. Well, Jesse is, I think, has inspired their current tactics in a way because we obviously had the penis formation with Warnock. They, we continued that with Jesse. And but Chelsea doing something a little bit different. And, and then you go to Pochettino, the most reactive pussy manager and tactics I've ever seen. Pussy mentality, pussy tactics. And it all goes back to the manager. Six, seven games in, I do not want to be isolating him this early. I want to be saying, believe in him, give him a little bit of faith. The guy is bitch made from what I'm seeing. I'm sorry, what's all this talk? Cat talk, first of all. What's bitch made? Don't know, I had to look it up. Right. It's a derivative of tailor made. Right. Meaning obviously high quality or well crafted with tailor being replaced by bitch to convey something that some that is something of inferior in quality or incapable of performing a certain task. Right. Never heard that before. Bitch made. Bitch made. Pussy. What do you think the pussy tactics are? Cat formation. Lacks claws. Pussy ball. Is that what you get? 
Has Claus. Has Claus. Santa yeah. Claus. Sam- yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm doing it again. Just saying words that are going into me. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I'm glad they're having a shit time. It's yeah. good, isn't it? They're overdue it. They really are. And the way they're all moaning now about the way they've spent this money, having had 20 glorious years off spending the stupid amounts of money. The stolen money of the Russian people. Yeah, like Rory yeah. now... I've not got Rory in this because... Don't give him the... Yeah. But like the amount of times he said, oh, we're just awash with all this disgusting... Can you do it in his voice? Can you do it in his voice? (laughs) What is his voice? It's very earnest. He talks... Chelsea. Like this. I'm in a crisis. Like this. Yeah. A small piece at a time. We're disgusting money that's washing around which I didn't mind when it was the Russian money because we won stuff then. Yeah, yeah. And he hates that he didn't have to change your manager all the time which again he used to do successfully. It was fine when they did that. And it worked. And it worked. Yeah. But now they're doing it and it's not working and it's not as good and it's the it all needs changing. Bad. I like how they keep saying they need a rebuild. They just need a rebuild. <laughs> and now they're saying the shot of options up front. It's like, lads, you spent a billion, spent a billion pounds. <laughs> a fool and his money and all that. Good. Anyway, should we move on to another club who, who's wasted about a billion pounds and is still shit? Yeah. Johnny United. Oh, super. So last time we had him I, on... I absolutely love this. This is. I think oh. this is my favourite thing on the internet. We'll finish on a bit of Johnny I've, then. I've checked all the internet and this is my favourite thing. <laughs> so he was, last time around, who they lost to? I can't even remember. He was complete. Uh, was it Arsenal? I can't remember. Brighton, like, was it? Brighton, maybe. Bright, yeah, yeah, Brighton, Brighton, that was yeah. it. Uh, he was complaining about Bruno Fernandes. Then they lost to Bayern Munich um, and he was still doing it. He's not happy. <laughs> It's a fucking joke, man. Let me fucking tell you about fucking Bruno Rashford. Bruno, biggest fucking fraud ever. One of our worst signings in fucking history. Absolute fraud. The guy's a clown who belongs in a fucking circus, not in a Champions League fucking arena. He's fucking shit. Yeah, again, another big game, and he's a fucking ghost again. But I don't know football. I'm just a fake fan. I don't know what I'm talking about. You fucking got no ball knowledge, Johnny. No, you haven't got a fucking clue. You're living in fucking denial. I've been telling you about this guy for fucking two years. Two years I've been telling you, and you don't fucking listen. Oh, but you'll come off mute when he fucking goes against a fucking few assists against fucking Luxembourg, won't you? The guy is a fucking fraud, and he needs to be fucking sold. I don't care. Fucking sell his ass. And Bruno Rashford, you're not fucking far behind him. We could have, first 20, 25 minutes, we win the game. What happens? We concede a goal, and our heads fucking drop. And when I say, can our big players rise? No, they fucking can't. They can't rise. They can't rise, because they're not big players. They're big frauds, prima donnas, clowns, dickheads, man. Fucking, I've had enough of it, man. <laughs> I, I'm from the same city as Johnny United, and I struggle to pick up on some of what he was saying there. <laughs> Such was his rage and his fury. That's great value. So that was good. So that was midweek. Lost to Munich. Do you, do you know about what is denial? What, sorry? What is denial? He was talking about denial then. You're in denial. Do you know what denial is? Is, is this a joke? Yeah, it's a river yeah, it's in a, Egypt. a river in Egypt, yeah. yeah. Very good. Should we move on? Very good. But Scum won at the weekend, didn't they? They did. So he's going to be happy. Yeah, a heroic performance at Burnley, no doubt. Yeah. So is he going to have a, a word, a bit of a, maybe just have a, a game off? Maybe, or an olive branch out to all the people who've been criticising him, saying, you're wrong, you're a fake fan, <laughs> saying, no, no, we're all on the same side here. Anyway, let's have a I listen. mean, Bruno Fernandes scored a really good goal say, as well. the winner. Yeah. yeah. But um, I presume he's really glad. And I've got people coming at me because Bruno scored a fucking goal. Don't get me wrong, his, ex, his, his finish was fucking fantastic. Absolutely fantastic finish. His performance has been shocking. This team performance has been shocking. Absolutely abysmal. And people have got, no, I haven't celebrated the goal to, the, the, the win tonight. Why would I celebrate this? What's to celebrate? We've been shit. This is shit football. I know we've got some injuries, but still, this is Burnley away. They, they're going to get relegated. This is a poor, poor team. And we fucking, 
A large part of town, we've been dominated by them. They played better football than us. This is not fucking good enough. It's fucking diabolic, fo- diabolic football, this. Honestly, you lot are fucking embarrassing. Find some fucking shame. This is not a fucking good team, and this performance ain't good enough against Burnley away. 1-0, whoopee fucking do. The performance is shambolic, man. And McTominay, McTominay, yeah? Let me tell you about that guy. He might be the fucking worst academy graduate we've ever had. He's a fucking phony. He's a fucking other fraud. We got offered, we got offered 30 million pounds for him, you know, and we fucking said no to it. And he's still here. And not just that, he fucking walking against fucking uh, Bayern Munich, getting out, run by a fucking referee, and managers played him tonight. That's disgraceful. Absolutely disgusting by the manager how he's fucking been on that pitch tonight. And he's stayed on as long as he has done. Nah, man, I'll be honest, I'm starting to look at this fucking manager funny. I really am. This is not fucking good enough. This, this is not Man United. Anyway, we've got the three points. On to the fucking next. Take care. <laughs> <laughs> Super. I enjoy it as well, like, Harry. It goes up through the octaves, mm. peaks in the middle, and then comes back down so again. Sometimes he starts a video and he obviously get right. Oh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna rant and rage there. But Bruno, yeah, within 90, <laughs> within ninety seconds, he's furious. Brilliant. He says, is Scott McTominay Man United's worst ever academy graduate? Because because I had a little think of some of ours: Paul Rahubka, mm-hmm. Cameron Both with Jackson. We had Scott Wooten, um, Cameron, Cameron Stewart, Cameron Stewart, even Danny Pugh had, had his moments, didn't he? Mm-hmm. So I, I think he's overacted there. Yeah, yeah. And define if you define him worse. I can think of other candidates that have come through that academy that uh, are associated with that club, but you might want to bracket in with that. Mm, well, quite, yeah. Yeah, but that's a discussion for a different I like day. I like it how Johnny thinks everyone everything's about him, though. He's like, <laughs> I've got people coming at me. <laughs> My enemies are after me. as well have some shame at some point, did he say? Enjoying a win. He, he, needs, he needs to realise that maybe, maybe people are winding him up on purpose. You know, yeah. like when people, are, people tweet him to say, nice goal by Bruno. Yeah. He's probably taking the piss for the most part. They're coming at him, because. Man. Because this happens every single week. Well, it's been a jolly nice week, hasn't it? Let's just keep winning. Yeah. Winning does make everything a lot better, doesn't it? If we can keep winning and Scum and Chelsea can keep losing, yeah. we're in for a fun <sighs> season. We'll wrap it up there then. More propaganda next week. We'll see you in a bit. The Square Ball Podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 